I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Shimmy, shimmy, ya, shimmy, am, shimmy, yay. Give me the mic so I can take it away. Off on a natural project on Voyage, yeah, from the home of Dodgers, Brooklyn squad. Wu-Tang killer, bees on a swarm, laying on your dollars, ass disco dorm. Hey, and welcome to the Black Guy Tips <laughs> podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it is a Wednesday. So technically, you know, like the last day of the week for us. Yes. As far as working the podcast, man. So I'll uh, get a couple of days off after this. Um, and uh, I thought we would bring in uh, someone that we both admire and listen to. Yes. That is just a baby, way younger than us. I think uh, Danny's only 22. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Double mm-hmm. digits younger than us. But uh, he is host of... Uh, one of the best spinoff shows on the Keith and the Girl uh, Premium Podcast Network. That's the show with Danny. Uh, he's also an intern for uh, Premier Podcast, Keith and the Girl. Yes. Uh, he's also a stand-up comic in his own right. Yes, he is. Uh, he's also an author. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also uh, puts a lot of jokes on Twitter under the at, at Danny Hatch. Um, it's Danny Hatch, man. What's up, dog? How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, yeah. no problem, man. Been I was excited. I am, too. Um, first of all, you guys can find him at DannyHatch.net or DannyHatchComedy.com. Um, and, uh, Danny, what, what, when they go there, what will they find? They will find, uh, it's basically my Tumblr page with the URL, a lot of my uh, writings and some links to stuff that I'm involved in, stuff like that. All right, man. And um, I, I know you are uh, like do a show routinely in New York. Um, we have fans up there, man. Like, where, what, what's where going on with the show, and where can they find you? Mm-hmm. I do. It's uh, it's the first Thursday of every month in uh, Brooklyn at a place called Gordon Bennett, which is uh, 109 South Sixth Street. Uh, it's a it's a really fun comedy show I run with my friend Andrea Allen, uh, who's very cool, very funny comic. Uh, yeah, if you if you, I'd love to have a. If you're listening out there and want to come down, definitely check it out. Come say hi. Yeah, now like you put on that show, so do you like do all the behind the scenes coordinating and like networking and all stuff to make that happen? Yeah, Andrea and I we booked the show, and then a- Andrea, my partner, she knows the owner of the bar, so we get to put it on there for free uh, at the bar, and then we book the comics, uh, do the Facebook promotion stuff. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I'm, it's, it's hard, like, it's not hard, but it's, it's a lot of work for, and that sounds like nothing, and it is nothing, but I'm, uh, I'm a person who tires easily, apparently, because I can't imagine doing that weekly. <laughs> and you do realize that you're only 22, man, like, that's yes, pretty, that's uh, you know, pretty major. There's, yes. uh, comedians that are, like, double your age and can't get their shit together enough to, like, to do that, schedule something weekly or monthly or however often to go up. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I'm the most self-deprecating person in the world, so, but uh, you guys are very sweet. Thank you. And I'm very awkward. Thank you. So, <laughs> let's do it. Because <laughs> we watch and we see a lot of the, the hard work and dedication that you put in working with Keith and Henda. And just all the behind the scenes things that you do. Every time Keith has something and he looks at you, you like automatically like Robocop and you're like, Here it is, Keith, here it is, Keith. I'm like, Dang, he is working. <laughs> yeah, always be behind the, you're always I behind don't the know scenes. Human emotion. I know facts. Well, I know plenty of facts, but I don't know how to talk to human beings. 
Yeah, well, you're always you always behind the scenes, and you normally uh, clean up the pop culture references on the show, which yes. I think uh, does everybody who listens it kind of does them a service because I think everyone has that little part in their brain where you're like, it wasn't RoboCop, it was Terminator or something like that, and then you, you hear Danny kind of chime in like, yeah, it was Terminator. I'm like, oh yeah, well, thanks, Danny. I'd probably just have Asperger's, so that, that kind of stuff comes naturally to <laughs> me. He's, he's like a human Google to them. Yeah, well, you're saving forum posts uh, yes. probably from people going on there Blowing it up, being upset about uh, tiny details in the show. Um, <laughs> now, as, as far as being a part of the show, man, like what is that like? And uh, can you kind of explain how you became part of uh, Keith and the girl, your rise from, yeah. you know, the showing your dick in the chat room to like, yeah. being, uh, you know, <laughs> being an, official, shirtless. an official intern that now shows his, his top in the, in the, on the mic. Sure. I, um, so I started listening to Keith and the girl when I was around 14, this is in 06, 07. Uh, and I loved it. And I listened all through high school, all through, uh, you know, the one year of college I went to. And I really, I don't know. I just felt, very they're so open i felt like they were friends in my head kind of even though i'd never met them uh so when i moved to new york to try to do some comedy stuff or some writing stuff uh i reached out to them and said hey i, I really love love your your show if you ever need help or an intern uh i'm here i'd love to help out uh and that was hindered by like you said the fact that i had shown my penis in their chat room mm-hmm. uh, a few years prior that certainly came back to haunt me <laughs> I, uh, I finally lived the penis Danny nickname down, which I'm very proud of, and uh, it's it's been really great ever since. It's been amazing. They are wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah, man, you really seem to like uh, take right off and stuff. I do remember listening to the show, and uh, I remember the name Penis Danny, and you know, like. Uh, there's been a lot of interns and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. people come and they, you know, put in work and whatnot, and some people move on to different things and whatnot, but I remember specifically going, this guy has no shot in hell. He is no way going to stick around, and uh, completely wrong, man. You proved, stuck around. I feel like you proved everyone wrong because penis in the chat room is probably the most auspicious beginning to an internship <laughs> yes, it is. that anyone can have. Uh, yeah, I, I proved myself wrong. I was sure. Uh, that I wouldn't last there, but I'm really happy that I have. It's well. There's, there's also there's also time. there's also nowhere to go but up, right? Yo, exactly. I started <laughs> at the very very bottom. There. So I, I felt a favor in a way. Yeah, right. He's like, don't get no worse than this, guys. Hey, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> here's what you don't have to worry about: anyone being disgusted by my penis again, because we've done that. So right, exactly. <laughs> it can, you, you, you go to work, you show your boss your penis. That's a fireball offense. So there's already protocol for me. Yeah, it's I, already happened once before. I kind of wish I started all my job interviews in the past with pulling my dick out, so that <laughs> I, I can be like, it will never be less professional than this moment. And exactly, the, <laughs> it's, the sky's the limit now. <laughs> you will never get a sexual harassment lawsuit from this. Hey, hey guys, hey. <laughs> They saw the, they saw they saw me at my worst, and now they can only see me slightly uh, less awful, which is which is a victory. Now uh, you came from Oklahoma, right? I came from Oklahoma. Yeah, the uh, the most boring place in the world. What y'all got the um, y'all got the yeah, Oklahoma the City Thunder? 
No, yeah, that's pretty new. I left right when, right around when the Thunder were becoming really successful. Mm. Uh, and since I've gone back, I've seen like more and more. It's becoming Oklahoma City, which is where I grew up. It's becoming more and more metropolitan. But it's still, I, I'm just so spoiled by New York. Like there's, I can do. There's everything to do here, and there's really nothing to do in Oklahoma. So I'm kind of glad I made it out of there. Uh, I like it. It's nice. I don't know why I feel bad about Oklahoma now. Uh, Oklahoma, you're great. You've done lots of great things. Musicals you've given us. Mm -hmm. uh, corn, probably. Cows, certainly. So Oklahoma's fine. New York is fine. I'm fine, guys. Um, did, did you go back for, like, Thanksgiving or the holidays or anything? Yeah, I went back for Thanksgiving, and this was this was the first year where I didn't feel... Like every other time, I, I think I've gone back about twice since I moved uh, since I moved here, and this was this was the first time where I didn't feel dread at returning to New York. I was like ready to get out of there, get back into city life. And before I've been like, Ugh, I have to go back there. But now I now I was ready to get out of that boring, boring place, which I see as a sign of growth, probably. Did you come in like to the house all big time on your parents, like with a leather jacket and shades yeah, on? And, like, I ride the subway. You yeah. used to ride cars out here, right? I'm, tractors. A, oh, yeah. I'm a podcast star now. I got my own show, baby. I was like, oh hi, Dad. How many Twitter followers do you have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who liked your post, Mama? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna retweet that, Mom. But uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna retweet your prayer, Mom. Uh, but nice try. Yeah, so somebody yeah, says I got I got clout, motherfucker. <laughs> somebody says something. You just hey. go plus one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you do you uh, did you do any name dropping at Thanksgiving? Where you all like, oh yeah, Mark Marin, totally in the same game as him. But uh, you guys wouldn't. You guys probably wouldn't even know that. The worst that got, and I I'm ashamed of this even was I was at a show, not performing on it, but just in the audience. Uh, that my friend Ray DeVito put on that Jim Gaffigan happened to be at, uh, which was very exciting, the famous comedian Jim Gaffigan, yeah. and we ended up peeing next to each other, at urinals next to each other. And you can, you better believe it, I name-dropped that when I got back here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I peed next to the great Jim Gaffigan, everybody. <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame you. And I have a question. Is your family kind of like my family? Does your people even know what a podcast is? Like, a lot of times I don't even explain it to them because once I say podcast, I have to kind of like re-explain everything to them. So do you like just drop names and don't even really tell them what you do or are you just, you just tell them what you do and just have them look at you crazy? They know, I, they know I think because they know what I do um, and they're both Keith and the Girl VIP subscribers, although I don't okay. think they listen that often, which is good because my show is <laughs> certainly not for them. But, so they know they know what a podcast is, but they're not avid listeners. I don't know if they know who Mark Marin is. Well, uh, it's so probably that might just be useless to them. It's probably better that they don't listen too much. Like they show kind yeah. of you know support, but you don't really need a conversation about finger banging your you know coworker <laughs> and shit. <laughs> That can be extremely awkward to talk to your mom about that. Yep, yep, and then uh, that would that would be bad. That would I'm <laughs> I'm very happy that they're on the ignorant side. Yeah, tacit support is is like yeah, the, exactly. the best type. <laughs> Just tell them I host an internet radio show, and mm -hmm. when their eyes glaze over, you just kind of change the subject yeah, into something to, else. And and that's what you do. And and I'm going to say this, and I've said it before. 
I love the intro, and I think Hemda does it, and I love to. I can't do it as uh, good yeah. as, as she does, but I got to do it. That's the show with Danny. I, I just love that, and I hear that when me and Roger go ride, and I was like, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's good. That's 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 the catchiest thing. How did you guys? How did you guys record the first episode? Did you know it was going to be an episodic show that you were planning out and going to be doing weekly, or did you just kind of happenly like go off off you know kind of freestyle it? It was yeah. It was it was just freestyling kind of. I remember Keith and I. Uh, it was kind of Keith Libby who was on the show for a little while, and me. We were in the Keith and the Girl Studio, um, and we were just, Keith and I were just kind of like. We were we were pretending to be having a conversation. We were we were like faking a phone conversation with each other. I don't even remember what we were saying, but it just got more and more ridiculous. And Keith was like, "You want to record something?" And I was like, "Sure." And then we recorded uh, the first episode of my show. And he was like, "All right, this is what you're doing every week now." And I was like, "Awesome! This is this is great. This is my own talk show with kind- a monologue and everything." It's kind of like uh, the podcast uh, version of how they invented penicillin. Where it's just like by yeah. act, total accident, and then bam, like this shit is uh, yep. money. This is gold. Yeah. He um, gave me an STD, and then we said, let's think <laughs> on this. What? Um, like, <laughs> who was, uh, like, who, who have been some of your favorite guests to get on the show? Because you've gotten um, some pretty big, big guests oh, on uh, yes, the have. show, man. And I know as an up and coming comedian, these people walking in and out of the studio every day have to be like some role models, some idols and stuff. Like, so who, who's been the, the guy who, uh, you know, almost made you nervous to do the show? Absolutely. I've been, I've been really lucky that I can just, Keith and the girl has clout and they can get guests and then I can just immediately ask them to be on my show. Uh, so the two, the two guests that were the, that were the most like, holy shit, this is really happening. I can't, like, I'm, I have these, well, I have these heroes of mine on my show were Eugene Merman and, and Chris Gethard, uh, and I made it spectacularly awkward with both of them, uh, which is what I do with everyone. Uh, thought I could play it cool with my heroes, but I can't, but it was still a great time. <laughs> and um, who would you say is the your least, like, the, the least enjoyable guest that you've had so far? If you had oh. to pick one. <laughs> No, but I don't know. Probably Keith. Certainly Keith, actually. That's that's an easy one. That's definitely Keith. So Keith is still guest status at this point? Like, he's never going to graduate to co-host at all? I know, right? He's the the producer of the show. So he... He, that's almost better than co-host and certainly more powerful than regular host. He, he pulls yeah. all the strings. The musical selection uh, and some of the trolling that he's able to get away with is pretty it's good. Epic. It does uh, make the show even better. Yes, I love you oh, guys' yeah. camaraderie. The, the bro-man love is just it, wonderful. Yeah, if that's what you want to call it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's camaraderie. Sometimes it's like just... Uh, uh, you guys gang up on each other and stuff, but it's so good to listen to. It feels like, um, as a listener, like somehow you guys mistakenly left the mics on and accidentally uh-huh. just recorded while you guys were bullshitting and doing other stuff. Yeah. And uh, I love that feeling, man. It feels like I snuck into the studio and listened to you guys just kick it. Well, thanks. I'm glad. I'm glad it's. I'm glad it's entertaining like that. Keep it. It's. I. I. I couldn't. This sounds so corny. But I, I definitely couldn't do it without Keith or Hendo. Like there, I couldn't host that show on my own. Where it's absolutely a team thing. So, so all the I'm glad that the banter and the ganging up on and the uh, and the and the feelings hurting 
Yeah, if uh, yeah, because a lot of times, like you get derailed by them, or they'll like mm. say something that'll throw you completely off. Um, I think uh, Hemda's really good at just like the one hitter quitter. Like she'll wait <laughs> until the most vulnerable moment in a bit, and then It'd just be like take that, say something that you're just like, <laughs> God damn, there's no way Danny can come back from this. That's the end ah! of the show. And uh, you 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 you're, you you keep trying. You give it the old college try. That's yeah, yeah, that's why I, that, that's, I gave college the old college try too. Hemda, <laughs> Hemda's really good at. See, I, I I do a monologue on my show, which is basically me going through my tweets over last week and reading my favorites. And that's that's not going to translate very well on its own. And so, of course, Keith Hemda will bring the funny by making fun of my dumb Twitter one-liners. But for some reason, I'm, I'm fine when Keith does it. But for some reason, Hemda, it just rips to the core of me whenever Hemda, like, she's good. A joke that should be shot she's down. Real but for good. something that I'm like, oh. She, she's, if, if you've ever watched a movie, like, you know, one of those, like, interrogations in a movie, she is the good cop. Yeah. You know, like, you kind of think she's on your side. And then next thing you know, you're confessing, and you're like, what the fuck? How did I end up getting Absolutely. life in prison? Yes. It's like, How did this turn into an interview? Yeah, she just flips it on you in a second, and you're like, oh, I thought you were rooting for these jokes. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's beautiful to listen to, though. It man. is. Um, now, oh, thank you. What about um, as far as, like, you know, interaction with different comedians and stuff like that? Because uh, every once in a while you get pulled to the side, I notice, on the show, and they'll be like, Danny, you're over eager with some of these guys. I don't know if I want you talking to people. Like, uh, what about that, man? Like, just off the mic, do you get nervous being around these people? I, I, I used to a lot. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at, at, at playing it cool. And these are all people that I've heard on my favorite podcast for years. So meeting them for the first time, I'm like, oh, my God, you're Mike Lawrence. This is amazing. And Mike's a comic, so he doesn't know how to react to kindness. Uh, not, to call, not to call Mike out. I mean, they're all like that. And Mike is right. I don't even see. Now I'm doing it again. But I, uh, it, it was, it was definitely an adjustment period for me to, to. I had to see myself on the same level as them. I had to, I had to treat them like peers instead of like idols. Because mm. that makes them uncomfortable too. When I'm just like, oh man, you are amazing. I, I love you. You know, right. you just gotta be cool, which is not, which is not first nature for me. Yeah, there's one surefire way to get insulted by a comedian, and that is by complimenting them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. every fucking time, it's like, man, I love you, everything you do, and it's like you're a loser. You're like, ouch, sorry. Right, because they don't love anything they do. So how, <laughs> right. how can they take someone seriously? <laughs> how can you love me? <laughs> I hate me. Who just loves in general? Yeah. <laughs> Um, also like, uh, uh, I, I know you talk about a lot of stuff on, you know, not just on your show, but just on Keith and the girl in general. Uh, you kind of have to have a life that's a little bit of an open book. If you like go on the show, if mm-hmm. you're going to be around, was that transition kind of difficult for you to like open up and talk about, you know, you're talking about a long distance relationship. You're talking about, uh, your ex-girlfriend saying you never made her come and shit. Like, do you, like, does that kind of shit just like stick with you after the show's over? Do you ever go, ah, oh, I wish I hadn't said that? Or are you kind of like, I'm glad I did? Like, how's that work? Uh, it was definitely something I get used to at first. And then, but eventually I had to, I, and I'm still probably cagey about details, mm. but it's something where 
for the most part, you just have to say, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to make people laugh and entertain them with my personal life. So I need to be as open as I possibly can while still in, and be comfortable with it to a degree. Mm. Which is hard to do, but it's a bullet you have to bite, which I'm still in the process of getting used to. Yeah, do people ever, like, hear the shit? Because the show's pretty popular, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you could you know, say something, and it could definitely get back to someone, um, you know, pretty quickly. The only, you know, I haven't had any incidents where someone was like, I heard you talking shit about me on the podcast. You're an asshole. But I'm sure, I'm sure people have heard it, and it's just, and we're silently no longer friends now, or <laughs> obviously no longer in a relationship. Right. Uh, so, yes, yeah, I'm sure it's gotten back to me just behind my back. But that was a long-distance relationship anyway, which is really hard to make work. Yeah, that was that was a pretty big mistake. Yeah, and you're young, too, oh, man. Okay. You know, when I was, I, you know, I, I used to be in a long-distance relationship uh, when we were in college, mm -hmm. and we would commute a little bit. But, <laughs> um, you know, and now that we're married, it's kind of a long-distance relationship, um, <laughs> you know, emotionally. But, uh Sure. Well, no, like all good marriages. Yeah, like all, yeah. you know, sleep in one, one person sleeps in one room. But, uh, no, um, also, like, um, it's, it's difficult to make long distance work because, uh, I think it gives your insecurities time to, like, fester and grow. Yes, it does. So it's gonna fuck with you one way or the other. So, I mean. Absolutely. You know, it's just, and then you're in the city, and, I mean, that's like another love affair because you kind of gotta fall in love with New York at some point. Uh, you know, do you feel like you changed uh, over the course of that relationship? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it started out kind of long distance because we, we started dating our last semester of high school and then she went out of state for college. So we kind of got used to the long distance thing. But then, then once I moved away, it, it, it was every day more and more clear that this is just a bad idea. And then it, Excuse me, the fact that it dragged out for as long as it did was not good, but it's good that I'm, I know I'm in a better place. I'm sure she's in a better place too, you know. Mm -hmm. it, it was, it was a good thing. And, would you, I, would you do it again? Sorry. Not, not with her, uh, different person. Would you do a long distance relationship again? I don't know. I mean, I am an idiot, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I could I, give you. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Not right away, for sure. Not it would take a while. I still I still have a lot of maturing to do before we get to that stage. But maybe someday. But it's hard. I know it's hard. So as of right now, no. But I'm not gonna close the door on it forever in case there's a hot person mm -hmm. in another state. Well, I'll, as, ladies, as, I'll give you some advice as an older person that uh, I would never have a long distance relationship longer than probably the length of my penis and then oh lord and then way shorter than that and then way like back to penis length again for several minutes like i would rather do that ah! because uh being physical is, is an important part of it man like i i think oh yeah you know that long distance stuff is cool but it still has to have like an end in mind like a date that this shit is going to be over with because if you don't have a goal you'll fucking go insane it feels like purgatory and that's that's hard. And sex is great. And there's not a lot of that with a long distance relationship. Yeah. And now for recommendations. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, great. Okay, good. My favorite subject. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to recommend on our show for people to listen to or read or whatever that you will not be ridiculed for? Uh, oh, man. Make sure you savor this moment because you know this is never going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a golden opportunity, you guys. Yeah. Like, any, I, any music? I just have a stroke right now. Yeah. You, yeah. It could be a. It. it can be a movie, music, a book, a play. Uh, you Porn, know, anything. Anything. We're open to it. I uh, All right. Well, you know I love the Mountain Goats. If you mm-hmm. listen to my show, I talk about them all the time, and they're a band that not a lot of people I know enjoy. I have a few friends who like them, and everyone else uh, is really not amused by them. But I love them a lot, and uh, the lead singer of the band has another band called The Extra Lens, and their album called Undercard is super good. Okay. And it took me a long time to get into it, but it's it's a great listen. It's kind of poppy, very smart lyrics. So if you're into like alt rock, folky stuff, definitely give that a listen. All right, man. Uh, well, you, there you have it, audience. Uh, Extra lens. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and our, the title of the album is Undercard. Um, yeah. I'll definitely be checking it yeah, out myself. Might be on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, also, uh, uh, and now, how how did your day go today, Danny? How was your uh, day? <laughs> it was a great day. I uh, I worked the keys and the girl. Uh, then I came home and uh, tried to clean my room for a second, but then gave up. And now now we're here. Okay. Are you still <laughs> sleeping on a mattress? Are you still sleeping on an air mattress? I'm on a it's, I'm on a mattress. No, it's, right. it's a mattress, but it's not. It doesn't have a bed attached to it. But Agreed. it is a real mattress. No it's, doubt. That was a thing, too, on the Keith Nichols show. It was a big thing for... Mattress. Yeah, a long time. I felt like you were getting taken to the mattress every time... Right, ah! certainly was, yeah. <laughs> every time you were on the show, uh, which, uh, you know, uh, you you admirably stood up to that, um, by which I mean, you know, took the punishment of uh, of all that, man. It was, it was, it was funny, too. I, like, what... How does it feel? You're on the show... Something like this happens, it becomes a thing. People in the, you know, podcast land, all the listeners, they have all these opinions and shit, but they don't, you know, they're not like really in the room with you and Keith. They don't really know your relationship like that. We can only hear what's on the mic and stuff. Is it weird listening or watching, you know, a chat room or, or a message board of people like, fuck you, Keith, or fuck you, Danny? You do so listen with all these opinions on like your actual life? It's, it's something, same as the, as the being open about yourself on mic. It's just something you have to get over, that these, that these people aren't in the room with you, so their opinion is a little less worthy than yours is on the subject, mm-hmm. like, or, you know, than mine is, because I'm living it. They're just hearing about it. Uh, so that's, that took a second, because I'm like, geez, the forums really has a lot of opinions about me, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> how my sleeping habits... But I had to. I had to learn to let. I had to learn to let that go. And it still gets to me. I still get. I still get incensed by things on the forums. So if you're listening and you want to incense me, uh, just talk about me on the forums. Any form of attention is great, and I would be happy to have it. <laughs> the forums go hard, man. Like I don't know how you guys yeah. do it. I I am like a forum ninja. Like I will slide on there. Try to say something out. nice or reasonable. Yes. And then I throw down a smoke pellet and get the fuck out while getting's good. Yeah. Yeah, they get into it for sure. They're they're in it to win over there, but they're great, and they yes. and they have nice things. They have just as many nice things to say 
as me think, look at how, listen how controversial I am. I take something that's asking, and I go, but they're great, really good, they're really nice. <laughs> I, I can't have an opinion to save my life. And now, the, the nicest thing anyone's ever said to you on the forums? Um, ah, just all of the support I get for my show every episode is really, it's like a relief every time. And it mean, every like nice comment means the world to me. Because I, I never know how it went after recording it. I'm always like, ugh. Was that bad? I don't know. But every time, every nice comment I get is just like a flood of relief and happiness for me. So mm. if you've ever said something nice about me, I love you and want to marry you. So and... Rod and Karen, <laughs> will you take my hand? Uh, sure. <laughs> yes. Marriage. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I, you know, can, I will do that as long as you let me nickname you, uh, you old son of a bitch. Like, I would love, I, I realized the other day, I don't have anyone in my life that has a nickname, you old son of a bitch. And I would love to have a friend that I could call that, you know, uh, officially as a title and they would never get offended. Done. I, I love it. All right, sweet, man. Every I time you come on the show. We're going to do that. We'll have Daddy back, you know, often, and we'll be like, oh, you old son of a bitch, you are back. Because <laughs> no one gets to say that anymore, and I feel like uh, I should be, a, be be the one to bring that back, man. It's a great saying. I really love it. I love, ah, you, you old son of a bitch. It, it, feels, it feels great to say. Yeah, it's endearing. It should be brought back. Mm-hmm. It is endearing. You're absolutely right. All right, man. Well, um, we have a lot of show to get into, man, so we might as well hurry up and get into it. But uh, Let's do it. Let me introduce uh, the show. It's uh, The Blackout Tips, and you can find it a bunch of places. The easiest is theblackouttips.com. Duh. Uh, you can look on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podomatic. Search The Blackout Tips. Uh, Stitcher Awards just started. Um, yes. I think they started nominations. Mm-hmm. So, nominations. Uh, you guys can go and uh, go to our Facebook page. I think we already have a link up, but... Um, mm-hmm. Go vote, man. Go nominate us. See what we can do. I think last year we were nominated for most original show because yes. I'm pretty sure they just did not know where to fit us. Yeah, they was like, um, <laughs> they they made it. They they crossed the finish line, but we don't know where to literally place them. Yeah, they're like a lot of people are voting for this. What the fuck is this, this show about? Yes, have you heard of these yeah. people? Is it about do people even tip? I don't understand. Yeah, so uh, you guys can all go do that. We appreciate the uh, people that do, and uh, it helps the show out. Helps us get a little notoriety. And uh, it was extremely cool hearing Mark Marin say the name of the show uh, last year. So that was um, the coolest thing ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also wow. uh, do stuff like go to the blackouttips.com and vote in the polls. We have polls on every episode. Mm-hmm. You can leave uh, comments on the polls, comments on the episodes. Uh, that's always cool. Sign up for different things, premium and all that stuff there, too. Uh, and uh, leave uh, five-star reviews on iTunes, and we promise to read them regardless of content. Yeah, we don't care what you say, long yeah. as they five stars on mm-hmm. iTunes and Stitcher. Maybe you're fucking disgusted by the show, and yes. uh, you think that we should have uh, ridiculed Danny's suggestions and stuff. And yes, man. You want to yeah. tell us how terrible we are? We will read that. We will read them. But it has to be five stars. Yes, you can tell me my mother is a son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, you talking about Danny? No, your real mother. Right. And we will still read it. We'll read that. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, not in the nice way, not in the endearing side of the bitch way. Yeah, yeah, the mean way. Yeah, we we we're blind. We've had people leave four, three, two, one. We don't see those. Those yeah. those are like we're, we're blind. Yeah. Five stars only. We're like, that way, if you talk shit, you paid for your meal and then left. You like you didn't do it for free. We're like the guy at um, Mandela's funeral 
who did the closed captioning for the hearing impaired that didn't know how to do sign language. I was he- was he that bad? I was hearing yeah. that. Yeah, it's become a thing today. We're like, but that's how it is when you leave me a review that's less than five stars. Like I, I can't make that out. So leave five stars, and then I suddenly become literate. And uh, we'll take any type of criticism you have. Anything. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. And the unofficial sport... Is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Mm -hmm. And today's podcast is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. Help promote their company by checking out their YouTube channel. Watching a couple of videos, uh, maybe, you know, click around if you like them. Uh, even if you don't like them, maybe you click around and say you do like them uh, because that will help us out. Yes, it will. And even if you can't afford to, like, buy their products and stuff, you can swing by YouTube for fucking free. Mm-hmm. So just go to YouTube and search Shadow Dog Production and um, like their videos. I saw there today and I posted it on our website. They have a teaser trailer for when we went down, uh, you know, to Greensboro and we recorded the uh the dvd footage like the uh, dvd commentary yes i had a great time where so much fun they uh and it takes a special type of sponsor to let you make jokes about the movies they made a long time ago yes because uh some people would say you know that is the nearest and dearest to To their their heart heart. and i would never let someone do that to me like i wouldn't say hey let's listen to our first podcast which is terrible and pick at myself about it i would i would be like no i don't want to do that he was like look at my first movie isn't this a piece of shit let's talk about it so you guys can Ah. uh, go to the blackoutist.com and it should be on the front page where you can uh play the audio commentary of us making jokes about how terrible that movie was Mm -hmm. um all right here's the first thing before we even get into any stories okay danny i don't know if you have any of these people in your life but you you should get one uh, I will, if you want to, I'll be, I have your phone number now. I can be the honorary, uh, old black man. You, you, do you have any old black men in your life, man? I have a lot of young black men. Mm-hmm. Don't think I have many old ones. It's a totally, I would, uh, totally, I would love to have one. totally different experience. Yes, that is. Yes. Um, and I saw that, uh, I know you don't really follow sports like that, but I'll try to make this quick. Uh, I saw that Robert Griffin the third. Mm-hmm is now officially the third-string quarterback, quarterback for the Washington Redskins. I've seen that. I saw that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, everybody was up in arms. They are very upset. There's been a lot of stuff. You know, he's a black quarterback, so there's all this, like, racial implications behind it. The coach is terrible. The oh, team yeah. has a racist name. Oh, that coach is horrible. Yeah, just everything's falling apart for them. And I remember at the beginning of the season, an older black quarterback, Donovan McNabb, who was retired, Tried to reach out. Tried to call that guy on the phone. He said, Yes, he did. I want to talk to To you you. about the situation you're walking into because it's it's full of hazards for a young man such as yourself. And RG3 was like, like, "Mm -mm. You bitter old son of a bitch. I'm not picking up this phone for you. And danced on out the way. Right. And left and, and thought he could do it himself. And now he's become a pariah. And I just want to tell people, because this has been my life experience, and I think a lot of other people's life experience, anytime, anytime an old black man calls you to impart advice, you always pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Always. It's in every fucking movie, right? Like, you know, there's every, like, magical Negro in these different movies where, like, a white person is lost, and then you pick up the phone, and then the black dude is like, you know, yeah, you just got to believe in yourself, Danny. And then, like, yeah, encouraging. Man, you go out and kill or whatever it is that you, you know, you're trying to do in your life in the middle of this crisis. 
that works for everybody and you should never turn down a call of advice even if you're going to ignore the advice yeah you can ignore the advice but at least listen because old black men be knowing i clear they do they know shit man because they've seen the fucking bottom of life so they know they experience all this shit they know how the world works from the good and the bad and they can tell you exactly like don't trust them uh don't trust women with blonde weave and you're like i don't even know what the fuck that means old man <laughs> five years later you're like god damn she took half my shit he was right and she had blonde weave Dang. they always know man so take my advice guys um all right and uh i will i will you know what i'm not gonna coach that football team anymore i was, I was just about to <laughs> right if you ever get if you ever get a call from the 704 number you fucking pick that up danny I will. I will. I absolutely will. Um, all right. Uh, before we even... Uh, oh, hold on. I'm hearing like an echo or something. Y'all hear that? Is that just me? Is, are we good now? Yo, yo, yo. Oh, I don't know. Hey, Danny, you hear that echo or... Uh, I don't think so. Not that I... Not that I hear. I don't know where that's coming from, guys. Hold on. You want to hang up and call him back? Yeah, let me hang up and call you right back. Maybe that's the issue. Okay. All right. Let's see. One, two, one, two. Echo gone. One, two, one, two. Yeah, I think it was from his end. I'll call him back and see if we can um, see if it's gone by now. I don't know. Maybe his uh, computer came off mute or something. Or, on behalf or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, if he refreshed or something. We'll try it again. Yo, you right. there? All right, cool. Okay, Echo. cool. It went away. Yeah, Echo's gone. All right. Um, yeah. Sorry, guys. No, no, no. Sorry, right, man. It's cool. Um, all right, before we came here, we were, uh, going out to, like, buy a video game and stuff. That and, was an adventure. Yeah, we'll talk about that another day. But I saw a license plate on a 93 Toyota Camry, and it said, too big to fail. Oh. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it just felt so, I don't know, ironic or something. I don't know, like, if maybe it's a hipster driving the car or, like, someone with a really quirky sense of humor, but... It, it, it seems uh, completely. Uh, it seems completely uncalled for. Um, so, have you guys been hearing about how they don't want to play? They don't want to pay these uh, McDonald's and fast food workers and stuff uh, above minimum wage. It's become a big thing. Like, there people are taking sides now. There's people like you shouldn't make a minimum wage, and other people are like you should make a living wage, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you should make a living wage. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. I mean, and I don't know reason, what that entails yeah, exactly. A reasonable wage. Yeah, I'm not like a economic expert or some shit. I just know that, um, you know, people treat fast food workers like shit. shit. Um, mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I was, you know, this is all being swirled in the media for like, I don't know, a week or so at least. And people were like boycotting. People were like leaving, walking away from their jobs. Um I think McDonald. We read a story where McDonald's in uh, the UK just hired, quote unquote, like twelve thousand uh, automated touch machines. Don't you mean bought? Like they wish they could buy the <laughs> right. employees. Wow. Yeah. So like instead of talking to a person, you just push a button. Which, I don't yeah, know. I don't know how well that would go in the United States. People would probably try to steal that shit, break that shit, <laughs> hack that shit. Right. They'd be like, "Hey man, get your iPhone out of that." Yeah, but it can't be any less sanitary than like eating McDonald's. So, um, right. <laughs> there, so, so I, I, it was funny that these three stories kind of all popped up today. But um, a McDonald's customer smashed up a drive-through counter with an axe because his fries were not warm enough. 
Hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. For that's fair. That's fair. That sounds very reasonable. When you're making six fifteen an hour, <laughs> it's completely ex- acceptable to have someone uh, try to you know destroy you with an axe because uh, the fries weren't hot enough. Because there's no more fries left in the world. You guys know about the mm-hmm. fry shortage that's going around. And uh, it would take, I don't know, at least two to three minutes to get more. So <laughs> For them to refry them? Yeah, completely reasonable to come at someone with an axe. That makes sense. I think he, he underreacted even, if that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> an axe? Get a gun, weirdo. Right. They're cold fries. Yeah, you can tell it's happening in the UK. In America, this would have been a spree shooting. And uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, they took all their guns. Yeah, step it up, pussies. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I just thought that story was interesting. Um, the next story, a uh, I'll just play this clip from the uh, article. In Mesa, after a couple gets frustrated with a wrong order. Yeah, frustrated to say the least here. This husband and wife claim bad customer service drove them to it. As ABC 15's Lauren Vargas reports, the couple now is facing charges. It all started over hash browns. It's a meal. You should get a meal just like you would get your fries with your hamburger. We should have got our hash browns with our breakfast breakfast sandwiches. Michael and Nova Smith ordered their usual breakfast meals at this brand new McDonald's in Mesa. And the customer's always right, supposedly, according to fast food franchises. But when their order came back without the hash browns, the couple went inside and things got out of control. They said you attacked them. Yeah, because I threw my bag. I did. But I did not hit anybody because if I was going to hit somebody, it would have been the person in front of me. Michael Smith says when managers wouldn't hand back the food or give them a refund, he called 911, then walked behind the counter to confront the manager. I just was barely able to hold myself back, and if not for the 911 call operator calling me back, I probably would have went berserk on him. Officers arrived and cited the couple with assault and disorderly conduct. This is my citation. Managers say the store has only been opened a month and their new employees might have made a mistake but didn't deserve the reaction they got. In Mesa, Lauren Vargas, ABC 15 News. All right, so. I think they underreacted too, Danny. I agree. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) You need your hash browns, guys. I don't know what's so tough about this. So you have to go attack someone and call 911 because. Mm -hmm. Because that's. That was the only mistake. That's. The 911 call. (laughs) That's very reasonable. Uh, And also, isn't. I'm pretty sure that anyone who's ever said the line. The customer is always right. Is an asshole. Oh. Yes. Yes. When those words come out your mouth, I just want to look at you and go, "Fuck you." You've never been a cashier. You've never been a waitress. You've never had any type of customer service job dealing with the general public. And then the asshole bitch threw her bag at them and was like, "Oh, I, I they, they said I was aggressive. Yes, bitch, you threw your bag at them. How would you like somebody walk up at your job with your lunch and just toss your lunch at you? Be like, do your work." Come on, be considerate. Yeah. Um, he throws his bag in me every day, and I am not a fan of <laughs> Well, I mean. Sometimes I forget his, his daily hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> he just me over the head with his bag. Oh, so you completely understand. And it's not nice. <laughs> well, Keith, you got to treat him better, man. Maybe, have you thought about uh, staging a walkout with all the other employees? I think that's catching on. Yeah. Walk out of one. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> just outside with Protest one. Protest of one. Yeah, outside with one sign. 
and uh-huh. <laughs> marching by yourself. <laughs> um, all right. And then here's the last story, uh, also about fast food. And it's, like I said, really weird that all these stories came in now at the same time. Crime caught on camera. Drive through danger at a Wendy's in Miramar. It happened this morning. The alleged robber is seen firing shots. And Local 10's Terrell Fournay is live in Miramar with a closer look at that video. Terrell. And JC, this is the drive-through where it all went down. This Wendy's is just off University Drive in the Florida Turnpike. But as you're about to see, that crook clearly had more than just food on his mind. Take a look for yourself. You see the car pulling up to the drive-through window, and almost immediately, you see his arm go out with the gun in hand. He puts half of his body through the driver's side window of that car as he wow. makes his demands. The clerk, though, is scared away. He then fires a single shot before racing off. Luckily, no one was hit by that gunfire and that thief left without a dime. Come back out now to this restaurant. You can see that this is the camera that caught it all on tape. This is an older model Pontiac Trans Am, possibly a 2001 model, but cops desperately want him off the street just in case he may want to try this again and get more desperate and someone gets hurt. Of course, if you have any information about who this person can be, call police. He's too lazy to run. He had to drive through robbery. Yeah, fast food is making us lazier and la- lazier. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, I'm, you know, maybe I'm sounding a bit old and nostalgic, but bear with me. I remember back in my day when you had to get out the car to rob someone. Like, yeah, you weren't going to just go to the drive through and try to get your money to go. You, yeah. you go stand in line like a good fucking criminal and you put the gun to somebody's face. Well, I'm, it's I'm, common courtesy, and it's sort of lacking in America these days. Customer service is what it's all about, and I blame the internet. You know, too many of these thieves going on PayPal and Facebook and getting likes and shit and retweets, and that's not how you rob somebody, man. What happened to a good old fashioned American robbery? It's, uh, I, it, this is an Obama's America. Mm-hmm. I'm. I gotta say, I didn't vote for the guy. Yep, I didn't. Because I, I didn't vote. This is not why. That American. <laughs> yeah, this, this is uh, this is not what I voted for. Okay, I voted no. for old people. <laughs> for real robberies. Yeah, yes. and no more Twitter. Right. Yeah, because if you remember, it was uh, a bunch of not face-to-face robberies that started all this shit that made us vote for them in the first place. Remember, the banks were just robbing people. You come home and you're like, what happened to my pension and my 401k? And it was like, oh, ah, we got you, suckers. Yeah, you got electronically robbed, motherfucker. And now, electronically robbed. six years later, they're doing drive-through robberies. It's not a drive-by, it's a drive-through. It's fucking, it's, it's so sad. <laughs> So sad. And then also, how dumb do you have to be to fire the shot anyway? Like, come on now. The only possible thing that can happen there is you might catch a murder charge. If you hit somebody. Like, who are you going to shoot them and then they're going to come back like, I'm sorry. You wanted the money? Like, they're going to run. It's a fucking gun and you shot at them. It's. The robbery's over when they run, by the way. Yeah, it's, and it's a drive-through. All they gotta do is duck, and they are below you where, where you're aiming at. Yeah, god damn it, criminals. Um, but uh, all of this made me think about, you know, people been boycotting so they can keep these jobs because that's how bad the economy is. It's like I want to keep the job where I can get robbed or have a bag thrown at me and not want one call on me that. or have a hatchet, you know, mm-hmm. thrown at me. <laughs> Um, and I was thinking, man, like, um, all these people should stop working at McDonald's and just do crime. Like, doing crime 
is actually more respectful than this shit. Like people treat criminals ah! better than this, you know? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> you make way more money. You, you know? got a roof over your head. Yes. You don't have to worry about being homeless. Just sell crack. It cannot be worse than this. Yeah, because when you go to jail, they're taking care of you. Yeah. I watched like four seasons of The Wire. It, it yeah. Nobody <laughs> nobody had it worse than these people. It, I'm sorry, but it's, it's fucking true, man. Um, I read the Wikipedia page for one season, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly, man. You, <laughs> you're spot on. You live that shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I that shit. Do you also get to be uh, pretentious about it? Like, oh, you guys should totally read the Wikipedia page for The Wire uh, if you guys haven't uh, read that. It's hardcore. <laughs> There's references and links and everything. <laughs> the shit is airtight. <laughs> it will change your life, enlighten you. Right. <laughs> you probably understand. Um, do you not guys know? I'll get, I guess I'll let you guess. Uh, Danny may know because maybe it's been covered on Keith and the Girl or something. But uh, do you know the most overpaid star in Hollywood is? No, I do know. So I'll let Karen guess. Okay, well, Karen, do you know? Mm-mm. All right. Well, the correct answer is Adam Sandler. I believe that. Yeah. Adam Sandler has made terrible. Terrible ass moves for years. Adam Sandler is like Black Tyler Perry. No, he's Jewish Tyler Perry. Oh, Jewish Tyler yeah. Perry. Black Tyler Perry is Tyler Perry. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, Black Tyler Perry is Medea, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Medea is the Black Tyler Perry. Um, and yeah, yeah he, Adam Sandler is Jewish, Jewish Tyler Perry. Yeah, and the reason why I say he's the Jewish Tyler Perry is because he constantly put out these terrible, bad subpar movies and everybody's like he's in it it's almost like he's in it i got to go see it mm. and that's kind of how it is and but the movies have been terrible for a very very long time and i'm not mad at these people for, for spending their money but i tapped out a long time ago because i was like every time i was going i was so disappointed i was like you will not rip my money from mm. out of my hands no more yeah apparently for every dollar that he is paid his films return an average of three dollars and forty cents. <gasps> yeah, that's just a dollar wow. of his pay. And then you know you have other actors in the movie. Obviously, you have movie expenses and the budget, all this other shit I that has to happen. Actually, lose money. Yeah, I would probably, probably so. Okay. Uh, they had a top ten, rounding out the top ten. I don't know. There's a few names that might be surprising. I don't know if you guys will find it that way, but uh, Catherine Heigl. Um, I, was like, I don't know who that is. I probably know face. Well, that's probably why she doesn't make them. She's know. like the Jewish Tyler Perry. <laughs> she's, she's like the Jewish Medea. Um, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Nicolas Cage. Which makes sense because he'll do anything. That's almost not fair to have him. Uh, yeah. It don't matter what it is. He's like, yeah. I am in. That motherfucker will is take any, any kind role. of uh, Kevin James. I don't know who that is. Wow, he's uh, the white dude from Hitch. Adam Sandler. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's the white Adam Sandler. Oh, okay. Because yeah, <laughs> a lot of people I know by face, and I might not know that they like their name. Mm. Denzel Washington. That's a bit of a surprise, right? I think everybody looks at him as like an A-list type yeah. of star celebrity, but I, you know, well, I've seen some movies where I go, hmm, that ain't the best. Yeah, what's the last Denzel Washington movie you really felt like was uh, great? Flight, I guess, and then before that, Training Day? That's true. Like, it, he takes some time between movies and he'll do a lot of projects. Steve Carell. Uh, that, see, that was really surprising to me. 
Now, why did you find that surprising, Danny? I guess I mean I like I, I, I guess it seems like he he's in a lot of of movies and makes money, but I guess I was wrong. The, the, I don't know. The thing about Steve Carell is because that's a dude that did The Office, right? Yeah, he was in The Office. Okay, I think uh, he left The Office before it really. It was already on his way his way down, and I think he's seen it, so he left before it really got bad. Mm. And I think because he left kind of at the height. Uh, people overpaid him because there was some movies that he did that literally flopped. They did not make any money. I only think some of them broke even. And he, and I don't really think he's been in a movie that's been like a box office smash. Or am I wrong? Like, has hey, there ever a movie where you go, that right there is the shit, uh, uh, other than Anchorman? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Or am I wrong? Me movies, they make a lot of money, don't they? Yeah, those Despicable Me movies probably make probably make bank i don't know because yeah, i don't go yeah, see yeah, kids yeah, movies. yeah, yeah no the stu- respect with me yes but it's just one of those things where as far as him as as like I, oh, right. oh i'm not i'm not really thinking cartoon i'm thinking like him as yeah. like like performing performing right. it's one of those things where right. i don't really have like a list of movies where i'm like oh i liked him in this i liked him in this i liked him in this i think he did uh get smart uh he did the sequel to the Jim Carrey movie with him and Morgan Freeman. I don't even know what that was called. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, that was so bad. That was an almighty. <laughs> that was such a bad movie. Oh, yes, that and was that terrible. Uh, so what, what was the last thing you said, Danny? Uh, that did flop. That, oh, was, yeah. that was a terrible mm-hmm. movie, and it did. I think it was like the most expensive comedy ever made. Somebody said oh, Evan, Evan Almighty? Budget. Yeah, Evan Almighty was the name of that. Um, yeah. What was oh, that? somebody said 40-year-old virgin. Oh, I did like that. I don't know how much money it made, but I like that. But there was something else. He, uh, Date Night or something with Tina Fey. I believe he did mm-hmm. that movie. Like, I guess he must. And then I think he's done some independent movies, and maybe that knocks it down a bit, you know, because those movies don't mm-hmm. make as much money, and maybe he was making leading man money. Um, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, Hollywood sweetheart, man. Can't, um, you know, overpaid. Matt Damon. That was a surprise to me because I think yeah. when I think Matt Damon, I just think like big time star. But I guess he's yeah. been in some shit fest or something. Probably have some stuff we didn't go see. Man, damn Matt Damon letting us down, man. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck taking your spot. Yeah, Ben Affleck's not even on this list, dog. Like Matt, man, you were supposed to be the golden boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put all my money on him at the Goodwill hunting, and I, I bet on the wrong horse. Yes, you did. You yeah. lost them rounds. <laughs> And uh, Ryan Reynolds, which makes complete total sense. Yeah. yeah. It should be higher. Every movie he's been in for the last, like, five years is flopped, right? Right, yeah. I don't. I guess, he, I guess he doesn't get paid as much as these other guys, but. Yeah. Man. I feel like he gets by on being a white dude. Like, every once in a while in Hollywood. That's that old white dude, right? No, Ryan Reynolds is a young dude. He played Deadpool and. Oh, that's a dude that played Green Lantern. Yeah, let yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, that is an extra syllable in that, but yes, he is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I've seen Green Lantern in, but uh, yeah, he definitely played uh, played in that movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I wonder, like, if he's yeah, he's just on the list because all his shit flopped, and yes. uh, that's really the problem with him. Um, but uh, yeah, if he like, that's just a dude who's like, I really thought he had a a, a really good start to his career, and shit just went all the way wrong with him. Uh, speaking of shit going all the way wrong with people, uh, Lindsay Lohan has apologized to Oprah. Um, oh, what she do to Oprah? Uh, who is her mentor. Uh, she apologized because she got in a fight 
in uh, I believe it was like Miami with Paris Hilton uh, or with the brother of Paris Hilton. And uh, she went on Oprah's show to apologize to Oprah because Oprah is her mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, when did we start doing the apologize to Oprah thing as a celebrity? Like, I've, I've seen the celebrity half-ass apologies. That That's not a thing. You know, like, that's nothing. But mm-hmm. go apologize to Oprah for something you did to someone else. Yes, and I, you know what? And it is a brilliant move. Because all jokes aside, Oprah has white women ears to the ground, and anything Oprah give away free shit, and and and, and for real, there's a lot of white women at the stay-at-home moms that love themselves some Oprah, and it's one of them things where if Oprah forgive you, they forgive you. And she was like, oh oh shit, I'm not trying to fuck up my money. I got to get on Oprah to apologize to all these moms that read this shit and was like, well, my baby ain't going to buy your shit no more. For real, I'm not going to support you anymore. And she was like, I got to get them back. And it's one of them things where Oprah do her Oprah thing and Oprah make money move. Oprah shed them tears. She crying. They crying. Everybody crying. And you forgiving. So that is an inter- that was a smart woman. Wow. Uh, that is why. I have Karen on the show, guys, because <laughs> I totally would not have thought of that shit in a million years. I'm like, fuck Oprah. I was really going to be like, fuck Oprah. Why are you doing this? But if you say that, you have, you have to know her audience. Right. You're That's probably the path to forgiveness in America now is bowing down to the fucking crown of Oprah and um, having people accept you, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you get her stamp of approval. It's on and crack it. Ask every book artist that was ever on her Oprah's book club. Them shits went instantly. They sold billions of books. Mm. She makes shit move. As a, yeah. I wonder who else can come apologize. Like, I wonder if, like, Mel Gibson's like, why the fuck didn't I think of that? Uh, yeah. She just oh, went, Mel Gibson is too far gone, I think. It's too, it's too far. It's too long. Yeah. Okay. I, I think after the third mixtape, he, he was in trouble. <laughs> I think after he got arrested by the cops and started doing the, like, anti-Jewish shit and yeah. then had to go work in Hollywood, I think he was like, ah, fuck. This is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, bad day at work, yeah. man. Um, although, he should start a podcast. I would listen to... Uh, Yo, oh, that'd be the best podcast <laughs> ever. Gibson podcast. Just bitter Mel Gibson uh, running against Hollywood and Jews. And <laughs> Where's his public relationship people to get on this? Uh, public relations, yeah. Relationship. Well, he need to build relationships. <laughs> yeah, he did have a public relationship person already, and that went horribly wrong. Um, and it led to voicemail threats. <laughs> um, speaking of threats through uh, uh, via text message and stuff, a California man has been charged um, in the because we've been covering this on the show for a while. And uh, I remember we said, like, what should happen to people that do this? Should they send people to prison and all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, the, a California man has was arrested Tuesday and accused of running a revenge porn website and demanding money through another site to remove the sexually explicit material. What an ass. <laughs> Total asshole, but brilliant. Yes, very smart asshole. He needs to apologize to Oprah. Right. Just go. He shit, but he has business skills. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his accounting department was on it. He just needs to get in yeah. touch with Oprah, apologize to her, take her pictures down, and he'll be fine. Yes. Uh, Kevin Bollard, uh, 27 years old, 
or Bolart, or Bolart, all right, close enough, of San Diego was charged with 31 felony counts of conspiracy, identity theft, and extortion, the state attorney's general uh, general office uh, said in a written statement. Court documents alleged in December 2012, we created a website, yougotposted.com. <laughs> Yeah, he's straightforward with it. You got posted. Which allowed for the posting of sexually explicit photographs of people without their permission. This website published intimate photos of unsuspecting victims and turned their public humiliation and betrayal into a commodity with the potential to devastate lives. The sexually explicit material primarily of women. Of course. Yeah, I feel like women don't do this. No. Just like as a gen, I don't know why they and don't do it, but, but I feel but, like they just but, don't. But if they do, mm-hmm. odds are the repercussions are not the same because in our country, women are women are looked down for just sex and sexuality. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a dick pic. Okay, y'all I mean honestly, you know, it's one of them things where who ain't seen a dick pic? A lot of people go, okay, you showed a dick pic. I'm still going to make you CEO, CFO. A lot of times, unless you're running for, like, public official office, most people aren't really going to pay dick pics attention. But right. it's one of the things as a woman, if you got anything, anything sexual about you out there, you're a whore, you're a slut, you'll make this company look bad. It's, it's, like, it's like very, uh, people in general look at it bad. Even women look at it bad. And it's just one of those things where, uh, because of the way our society view women and sex and sexuality, it's a lot more repercussions to a woman. And even if the shit get cleared and even if it gets to the point where uh, I didn't know, people don't want to hear that shit. They go, your ass was out or your titties was out. You cannot represent our company. Mm. And I guess we have proof because Danny's on the show. He's rising to success. And he started from a dick pic. That's what so, you see. Uh-huh. That's a prime example. Dick yeah. got me a job. Right. It's I was a woman. I wouldn't be working there. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but uh, apparently, um, they some posted, you know, ang- pictures of angry boyfriends and ex-husbands and stuff. But mostly it was women. Yep. As part of the public posting, the website required the full name of the person, their location, age, and Facebook profile link. You serious? Which he would later use on the other website to find these people and charge them up to $350 to remove the pictures. Brilliant. It's so evil, but it's so brilliant. You know what? You know, it's one of them things where I, I'm mad, but I'd be like, damn it, that's smart. If it wasn't for mm-hmm. the 31 felonies. Yeah, that went along with this. Yeah, if it wasn't for that, I would be like, I could totally do this evil thing as long as no one knew it was me you know but uh apparently he made tens of thousands of dollars through the website of course because women are like get my shit off of there and it's it is easier to pay than to have to deal with the repercussion of suing you and mm-hmm. then someone was like hey how did you get one in the first place well this man i dated five years ago well then why did you make a sex tape well i didn't know i was being this you know it's like right. you got to go through that whole scenario I, I feel like somehow without like doing any research is off the top of my head. I feel like $350 is the perfect amount of, of like money to charge someone. Where it's not enough that people go fuck you. I'd like, rather sue. Yeah, it's not enough. Right. It's not enough that you want to get a lawyer. Cause a lawyer is going to cost more than that, but it's not so cheap that, you know, I'm underpricing myself. Yeah. That, you know, that, that, I can, you want to know you're worth something. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's like monetizing a podcast. You want to know what you're charging is worth it. <laughs> you don't want to rip off these people that you're blackmailing. 
So you want to make sure that they feel like I paid the right amount for this service of not blackmailing me anymore. And, uh, you know, I feel like I could scramble together $350 in a bind to get my nudity off of the Internet if I could. So, Oh, mine would be up there forever. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have something, but I, oh, well. Money? No. Danny's like, how much can you get for a mattress? Because <laughs> that's how much I can. I would have. I wouldn't really want to try to haggle him where they're just like, let's be honest. Uh, those titties ain't worth 350 all right <laughs> uh, no yeah i would <laughs> a I figure them down look at me yeah that's like a hundred man buck 20 on a good day all right nobody's <laughs> clicking that shit <laughs> mm. let's well we well, uh, work something out here buddy i'll, I'll pay pal you the money you just take it down <laughs> um all right man we have games to play guys all right it's, time, it's getting to that time where it's about time to to wrap up the show so we have to play some games uh, the first game that we play is called Fucking with Black, Black People. People. And uh, we have a couple stories here. Uh, so let's get it started with the music. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time for fucking with black people, and today's contestants are two people you should be familiar with. It's Indiana University, home of the Hoosiers, and Herman Cain. That's right, guys. Herman Cain. Oh, nine, nine, nine is back in the house. He is back to fuck with black people. We will grade him on a scale of zero to a hundred uh, in intervals of twenty-five. Let's get started. The first one, Indiana University. They put up an amazingly racist black Santa bulletin board to quote unquote educate a group dedicated to diversity. Ah! A, a group dedicated a to mm-hmm, a group dedicated to diversity at Indiana University thought it would be a good idea to put up a huge bulletin board just in time for the Christmas season, asking, "Can Santa Claus be a black man?" I don't know, can he? Yeah. <laughs> the offensive but festive Foster Quad bulletin board theme featured a black Santa Claus clutching and bowing into a sack, blowing into a saxophone. What? Oh, this is a jazzy Santa Claus. What's that have to do with Christmas? <laughs> is Rudolph and them going to be tap dancing? I don't understand. Yeah. Jazzy Santa? Hobo. <laughs> Shows up. <laughs> Let's get it going, baby. <laughs> nah, we're off. Yeah. <laughs> a two, three, four, five, six. Turn us off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, instead of cookies, uh, are the kids gonna leave fish plates? Uh, for jazz musicians? <laughs> yes. <laughs> leave Santa, leave Santa a fish plate with some bread. Uh, no, don't leave no milk. We yeah. gotta leave him sweet tea. Yeah, leave him some Texas Pete down there. Santa's, <laughs> Santa's coming. Santa's eating hard. Um, there are three stockings in front of a fireplace mantle. There are some presents and decorated Christmas tree. Each stocking and then a present floating in midair had a question attached to it. Here are the questions. Mm. If Santa Claus is a black man, wouldn't all the presents be stolen? Asked one question. If, that's a good question it is a good question I mean it's fair to ask if Santa Claus is a black man wouldn't he only visit the ghetto asked another question mm. which I don't know if that's a reference to the great James Brown song yeah or if that's just a racist like it's really hard to tell if that person like just I heard that James Brown yeah, song just, mm, if, I wonder if that's just a deep cut like comedy wise or if that is just fucking uh, dude being a racist and nailing one um, if Santa Claus is a black man would you let him come down your chimney? Ask another. 
Mm. To which George Zimmerman says, of course not. Uh, the, f- <laughs> <laughs> the fourth question is, did you ever play with a black Barbie doll? Which is just racist. That's not even That don't got nothing with Santa. Santa. Yeah. Like, well, there's, there's no black Barbie doll on the picture. Uh, below each question is a white space for passerbys to enter the answer. Oh, boy. They're going to get the right. real American answers. Yeah, at least they left some room for people to be, you know. They probably ran out of creative. space. Now, you know what? I think this, I don't think so. I think if this was like in the comment section of a Fox News article, you would have 5,000 comments. Yeah, you run out of space. But being a real life racist who has to go answer that question, people aren't going to do that shit. You're like, someone might see me. You know? Ah, oh, okay. Yes, he was still the president. No, you're not going to do yeah. that. Someone's going to be like, hey, I saw you. It's too easy. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got to coordinate and sneak in, sneak in the student hall at 1 a.m. and write that shit. Yeah, how you going to keep your anonymity? That's very important to racists these days. <laughs> uh, apparently so. <laughs> uh, the is, there space, is there a space for you to write your Twitter handle after your, <laughs> after your answer? Uh, there should be, because uh, I feel like some people would have some good material, and uh, I would want to <laughs> follow them. What did, what, did, what, did, what did they say? If Santa Claus was black, would Christmas be on the 26th? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, right. Uh, I'm not allowed to laugh at these. <laughs> <laughs> you can, sweetie. You can. Yeah, you know. Because they're funny. Oh, yeah. Chill's not here. This isn't, um, this is right. <laughs> chill. If I like, crack her ass laughing and just crack her shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. We, yeah. Um, we, we don't mind you that. She is. She's a great, she's a credit to the community. And, uh, <laughs> I, I love her. And she's a great person. Oh, uh, Oh, you know what? They were Can't like, even, you know what? This is probably going to shock you, uh, Danny, but did you know she's from Florida? I did know. I did yeah. know that. Yeah, she pounded up a few times. Can't even tell. She said, she said if I ever moved to South Florida, she would let me be her bitch. Yeah, so, I, I, I remember ah! her distinctly saying she was planning on introducing so, you to her hardware. Oh, snap. Sweet of her. Mm-hmm. So, some of her uh, various assortment of uh, dildos that she... Uh, Gigantic dildos, yep. yep. Yeah. Her dicks, as she likes to call them. Uh, yeah. Right, right. Oh, Who uh, are we to say? Mm-hmm. Oh baby, did they? Were they like, if Santa Claus uh, was black, would he come in with his ho ho hoes? <laughs> oh not. And then put that Twitter handle. Uh, yes. Follow me at. Uh, yeah. After her new. Follow at Santa Holes. <laughs> after numerous students express. I can't help myself. I'm sorry, Danny. After numerous students express outrage, school officials removed the painstakingly planned black Santa design from the bulletin board. I love that this was by the diversity group on the canvas like who's in the diversity group they need to diversify the diversity group because i feel like a couple of black people have been like you can't do that shit. that's not smart yeah come on man would he go to the ghetto and then you're gonna leave space for people to answer what are you doing asshole uh, uh these questions the, the one thing they have in common is they seem very researched and like they would come from a place of higher learning <laughs> i'm happy that I'm having a lot of thought was put into this. Right. Maybe college students. The best part is that they're paying like $60,000 a year to go here. So. Mm-hmm. Right. right. <laughs> America's best and brightest. Yes. And, and about $500 of, the, of, of, of your student um, fees went to this. Right. Um, it says uh, the racially charged bulletin board was erected by people associated with the school's com- <laughs> it's community, but unity is capitalized. The community education program. So I guess it's also to bring us together to shit on black people. Oh, yeah. 
the community uh-huh. edu- education program is a standard university type diversity initiative. According to his homepage, a linked resources page lists GLBT student support service offices. Uh, so, oh, they're really switching up. They're not going LGBT, huh? I see you guys. Oh, they don't they want to gaze in on this too now. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they go and the gays go first now. They used to be second. Um, La Casa Latino Cultural Center and the Office of Women's Affairs. The group sponsors an annual civil rights immersion trip this year. The destination is Tuskegee, Alabama, where they'll probably go hang some black people and the name of diversity. Uh, yeah. The like, <laughs> what the fuck are they gonna do down there? It's like uh, we're gonna go and uh, hang out with the tea party because you know diversity and shit. Uh, the Indiana University <laughs> spokesman Mark Land explained that the community education program members had hoped that their racist bulletin board would provoke discussions about racism. Today, mm. that is one way to do it. Yes, that yeah, is. In defense, we're talking about it now. Yeah, so it's so definitely it's a job well done, kids. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. the higher education. Your parents <laughs> will be proud. What were the other plans? That's what I want to know. What the fuck were the other? The, what were the plans they turned down? I was like, we can, oh. hey guys, we can burn a cross. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, good one. I, I don't think I, if the, I don't think I want to hit the other one. Leave that one on the back burner. Am I right, guys? Up top. Ah, uh, walk, walk, walk. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, cosine, uh, Mike Craplin. Um, <laughs> that's right, guys. He's back alive. Good old Mike Craplin. Can't believe he's dead, man. Gone too soon. Yeah, way too soon. Wow. <laughs> people in his time. People yeah, were. He'll be back. I hope so, man. People were like mourning Mandela, uh, Paul Walker. But for me, man, it hadn't been the same since Mike Craplin passed, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, shit that is. Was, they, they say that that's two coming threes, and that was certainly the saddest. Yeah. That is death. Yeah, well, I'm, not all the way dead yet. I would have totally gone to his funeral and taken a selfie for sure. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I would invite Obama. Yeah, he's only allowed to take selfies. <laughs> right. Uh, if you didn't know any of the context and you just saw the bulletin board, it looked like someone had created a poster that was very negative, very negative stereotypes about African Americans. Uh, some, some, uh, Captain Obvious observed. Captain Obvious also added that he was certain that people behind the bulletin board had nothing but the best intentions. How can you be certain? That's always funny too when people are like, I'm sure this racist shit had the highest of hopes before it was racist. I'm like, you don't know that. Uh, he apologized on behalf of the school if the images offended anyone because that clearly wasn't the intent. Uh, and, uh, I give this a hundred. This is a straight up 100. Oh, they get 100 points? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I like that, um, it's from the diversity group. The irony, yeah. the irony's too rich for me to not yes. give it. If it would have been like, this is from the students for white America or something, I'd be like, okay, yeah, these assholes. But the fact that these people were like, we're trying to do something good by doing something racist, uh, is a, a clear 100. Like, bravo, guys. Good job. Mwah. Um, mm-hmm. here's our second article about. I must say, uh, this ought to be good right here. Yeah, this is very short. Uh, it's an audio clip, but, uh, Herman Cain, who has routinely, oh routinely chastised black people, uh, for the last few years, said that we are sheep for voting Democrat, uh, said that, uh, the Democratic Party is the plantation for black people, harking back to slavery. Uh, well, he got on TV, stood in front of a, Painted picture of Ronald Reagan and an American flag. And he is now alleging that his own party 
the Republican Party is racist. They are racist now. So let me let me play this for you guys. Okay. The RNC sent out a flyer to some of its members talking about potential 2016 presidential candidates. Do you know what they had in common? They were all white. Mm-hmm. Where was Alan West? Where was Dr. Ben Carson? And have they ruled out the possibility that I might consider another run? Uh, for the record, I am 100% behind Herman Cain running for office again. Yeah, cause yeah. Because we had he, he was the most underrated and funniest of the people who ran. Yes, it was so much fun when he, when he got, when he, um, went out, I was kind of sad. Cause yeah. he made it worth, worth he had, the debates. He had the yeah. 999 tax plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, he was really fun for like that that twenty minutes that he was the the, the front runner. He was so good, was man. Blessed. He was I like he like, was shocked. That- my my favorite thing is when uh, he did a interview and they asked him about the uh, the conflict in Libya and he His couldn't re- he couldn't even remember what the conflict was Mm-mm. and he couldn't remember what political side he was on. Mm-mm. So he was like Libya. <sighs> Olivia, he took a sip of some water. He like leaned back Asked in his chair. Opinion. And then he goes, uh, Obama is f- for that or against, uh, what is he? Uh, uh, <laughs> like he was just trying to be uh, like, give me a clue here. Let me, uh, I like to buy a vowel. Uh, can I call the, uh, people at home, get the audience to vote? I'm not. I'm the other one. Whatever Obama is, I'm the other yeah. one. I'm the opposite. Yeah. It's like, Answering the question, trying to get them to answer for him, was like, well, it's kind of like the president, Obama, would be for again, kind of. Yeah, he looked at them like, give me an answer, you got something? <laughs> what would you say Obama would think about that? Let me just, let me answer your question with a question, because I, you know, I'm a very direct yeah, man. He was the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved him and I missed him. And then the final thing that was beautiful is that his whole campaign got derailed by him trying to cheat on his wife with very average-looking white women. And the irony in that Uh-oh. shit was magnificent yes. and could not have been better. The stories that came out were so ridiculous, ridiculous. and he's such a ridiculous person that I believed all of them. Like, me too! There was never a point where I was like, he wouldn't do that. It was like, then he tried to make me suck his dick for a job. I was like, that sounds like yeah. some shit that Herm would do. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, I will also give him a hundred because of the context of his history and the fact that he is now accusing his own party of racism, the same racism that black people have been leveling against his party from the jump. Years. But then he turned on black people and was like, y'all are the ones that can't see the real racism is the Democrats. Oh, wait, they left me off the ballot, man. Fuck these crackers. Like, okay. All right, Herm, a hundred. Uh, definitely a hundred. It's time for our second oh, yeah. game. Hundreds across the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a rare day that we give two hundreds. I'm telling you, Danny. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, you're in the, you're you're on a rare show, but it's time for our second game, and this one involves a little bit of audience participation and some guest participation. participation. It's time for guess the race. And it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. I said now that is time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. 
That's right. It's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show across all the podcast land where we read or play articles from all over the globe. And we ask our guest today, Danny Hatch of That's the Show with Danny and DannyHatch.net fame to guess the race. And the audience plays along. They're very racist. All right. Danny, are you ready to guess some races? Where's Danny? Did we lose Hello. Danny? All right. You ready, you ready to guess the race, buddy? Yes. All right, here we go. Good luck. And the chat room will be playing along. A teacher is a suspect in the student's beating. A King City High School teacher has been arrested for beating up a 15-year-old student. Uh, Michael Cicerelli, a 45-year-old teacher and wrestling coach, entered the student's residence on November 21st. And knocked his bedroom door off the hinges. <gasps> oh! Now, I'll tell you this much. If a teacher is knocking down your fucking door to get on your ass about something in school, you got to have the answers that day. <laughs> you better. I don't know what the pop quiz is, but that day, you better be all, you better get them all right. <laughs> you better. That is some fucking pressure. Just bust open the door like... When was the amendment ratified? I'm like, I don't know. 1970? No, motherfucker. A plus B equals C. What's the answer? Right. Solve for C right now, motherfucker. Cicerelli uh, allegedly punched the student several times in the face. Oh. And he, he, the answer, he was the guy the wrong answer. Right. Then he kicked him in the face when he was on the ground. Uh, messages left for King City High School were not immediately returned. Cicerelli has a is a history teacher, according to the high school's website. Um, I told you every answer is not Abraham Lincoln. Must have been studying civil rights. Of course. So he's a coach. So he's a coach and a teacher. Yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. Wrestling. I mean, that's like that happened in high school too, where they put the uh, yeah. the, the football coach, the wrestling teacher, the the guy who does weight training and shit. As the uh, you know regular co- a regular like history teacher because I guess it's the easiest, but um, yeah, it's also the most intimidating. Like I, that dude can fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember they gave the coaches like the math teacher jobs <laughs> at our school. It was so weird. These like big meathead football coaches were teaching math and like biology. <laughs> very strange. They gave one of my teachers uh, my. They gave the football coach and strength trainer coach the um the social these like social studies and history classes so uh i was a nerd in high school right i i wore glasses i had asthma but i was i was like a really big strong kid but i was i i, I just looked it like if you would have punched me in my chest i would have just like curled up and cried and into my comic mm-hmm. books and so um i remember after class one day he pulled me to the side he's like moro come here i'm like sir can i help you and he's like you ever thought about playing football? And I was like, no, no. I'm smart. And he let, and he never asked me that shit again. He's like, he's like, what are you going to do with yourself? I was like, try to get an academic scholarship and never get hit for free. He's like, all right, well, that makes sense. Can't argue that. Uh, the office said the student suffered a broken nose and was treated for injuries at Mee Memorial Hospital. Um, guess the race of Michael Cicerelli, high school teacher slash bully i'm gonna say pakistani pakistani let's check the chat room and see what race they're going with 
Uh, Guinea Wop White. Yeah, oh, they they they're good. Mm-hmm. They're real good. Guinea Wop White says Wakanda's finest. Ashley Three Classic says the most possible of the Snow Tribe. Uh, oh. Black Rob says a plumber who travels to the Mushroom Kingdom to rescue Princess Peach. <laughs> I believe that's Italian. Uh, Sonny Corleone beating Carlos in the street white. Uh, Jos- uh, Jersey Shore wrote it up Guido. Triple H, white. Oh. Sharkeisha's white uncle. And last name ends in a vowel, Italiano. The correct answer is... White. He is a white person. Son of a bitch. Yep, Danny. Danny missed that one. Some people in the chat room got it right, though, so good job, guys. Way to come in there and clean up. That's all right. We got we got a couple more here, man. Here's You won this round chat room, but I'll win the war. <laughs> the racial war of Guess the Race. The race off the race war. <laughs> That's right. He's <laughs> taking it seriously. I don't blame you, Danny. We should rename this Grace War. Yes. Uh, I'll make any pun, guys. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to be liked. Um, all right. Uh, here's one. Uh, the knockout game's been, like, really sweeping the country, mm. and it's become a thing. Uh, I honestly don't know much about it, man. Like, I'm not fascinated by it because I'm already black, and I just don't believe in it. Like, yeah. it, just, it just sounds so fucking fake. Like, you're just like, yeah, okay, black people are just randomly knocking out white people everywhere. And Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I, I think it sounds like a scam, but everyone... And I believe I believe that it's not, but it mm-hmm. just sounds like it's fake to me. But I believe it's real. It's, it it's, seems to be sweeping. The I nation. think I think if I was white, I would believe in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I know too many black people to believe that it's a like a, a, a like an epidemic. Like it's not that I don't think it's happening to anyone. Yeah, I do believe it's happening. But yes. I feel like now, if cops show up and a motherfucker's knocked the fuck out, it's just like up oh, knockout game. Open the shut case. Wow. Oh, just being lazy policing. Sprinkle some yeah. crack on them. Let's get the fuck out of here. It could be like, you know, well, actually, that motherfucker was talking shit to the basketball court. Yeah, yeah, knockout game, man. We got shit to do. Let's get out of here. Um, it does, knockout game does sound more logical than like mug and beating. Right. Game. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a game. Right. I feel like people have been getting punched in the face for a long period of time and mm-hmm. now it's a, a trend because people are, the media uh needs it to be. Um but here's um here's uh the latest article the alleged on, the, victim. on the knockout game here, okay? This this person claims to be knocked out. The alleged victim in a knockout game attack in South St. Louis ends up being the person charged with the crime. Fox News' oh, Paul Shankman is live in downtown St. Louis where charges of making a false police report were filed against both the woman and her boyfriend. Paul? Well, Mandy, it is the sort of story that gets attention very quickly, but according to the probable cause statement filed today, the couple admits it was all a lie, but now as a result, it is St. Louis that has a black eye. It started November 19th when a woman claimed she had been randomly assaulted on the 17th by several suspects in the 5,000 block of Arsenal near the Trophy Room Bar, which had closed 30 minutes earlier. The more police investigated, the less the allegations added up, something they shared with Fox 2 News, which is why we refrained from reporting the story in the first place. But another station did report it. Their video went viral, and the city and the bar ended up getting a lot of unflattering attention for something that apparently never happened. So what do police say did happen? It appears that they were driving and an incident happened between her and her boyfriend in the vehicle. It's unfortunate because 
there's a young woman with a broken cheekbone. And uh, that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to forget the negativity as far as the bar is concerned. And commend the St. Louis Police Department. The bar owner says the negative reports have had some impact on his business, but he is confident the trophy room will survive. And unfortunately, because the woman claimed her attackers were black, the alleged fictional crime has led to some very real racist chatter on the Internet. <laughs> well, charged tonight with the misdemeanor crime of filing a false report is 23-year-old Ashley Depew and her boyfriend, 25-year-old Justin Sim. So what is it that allegedly happened in that car, and why would the couple make up a story about the knockout game? Well, that information is also in the probable cause report, and we'll have it for you coming up on Fox 2 News at 10. All right, guys. So, uh... First of all, 100 points for fucking with black people. Of course. I uh, did not know that, that would come up in this article. Obviously, 100. Um, but guess the race of Ashley Depew, um, uh, fake knockout person. I feel like this, by the way, don't you just feel like this is a thing that's going to happen now where it's just going to be like, yeah, man, I got into a fight, but fuck that shit. Uh I got knockout gamed. Okay, guys, can you uh, not investigate right. this any further? Instead of an old-fashioned bar fight. <laughs> yeah, like the police show up and it's our boyfriend there with a bloody fist, and he's just like, "Yeah, you guys know knockout game, couple niggers. Uh, get, you open the shut case, right? You guys aren't gonna look into this any further." Oh, I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, guess the race. Uh, she sounds white, probably, but her boyfriend sounds Asian. All right, um, that last name there. I don't. I don't have a picture. I don't have a picture of the boyfriend, but I. I did have a picture of uh, Ashley Depew, the uh, alleged victim uh, of the crime. Uh, so uh, let's let's go to the chat room and uh, see what they believe the race of this lady is. This uh, very nice young lady um, <laughs> accused a black man flower floozy. Oh my. Hold on to her purse tighter than when the friendly black man at work walks into the elevator. Aww. White man loving Asian woman. Suggest thicks bottom white bitch. Okay. All right. I think you spelled that wrong. A uh, couple who sees no problem with the name Redskins. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Chinatown, Chinatown, Chinatown. The same color as the invisible crackers that come to their rescue. White with some bad country grammar. Susan Smith's younger cousin, white. Egg roll eater, Caucasian. She's eating his egg roll. White. Oh, my. Hurry up and buy. Uh, oblivious white woman. The correct answer is. And Danny missed it. Asian. Oh, I don't have a picture of the boyfriend, but uh, right. you, if you would have flipped wow. it, you definitely would have won. I mean, we got to sit right there. I mean, come on, they all stick to other kinds of stuff. They all look alike to me. But the audience got, uh, got, some of you guys got it right. So, yeah, we have a very racist that's, chat uh, room. I have no idea how they knew that. Is the pure of uh, Asian name or some shit? I like, have yeah, no it idea. doesn't sound Asian to me. Justin Sin, that sounds Asian, but yeah. the pure, I mean, now I'm being racist. Anyone can be anything, and we're all great and equal. Right, but, obviously. You know. They must have, like, heard about this story before the show. I don't know how the fuck they call that. That is amazing um well danny's over too but he can get right back in this t thing guys okay <laughs> don't give up it's now for the bonus round for guess the race it's time for the bonus round let's go
Double the points, double the raise. Double the points, double the raise. That's right, guys. It's time for the bonus round of Guess the Race, where everything is worth double the points, double the racism. Our guest, Danny Hatch, is over two, but it's time to get back in the game. Are you nervous, Danny? Danny, you nervous? He sounds nervous. Where's Danny? You there? I'm there. You're, you're breaking right. up a little bit, but oh, all right, all right. Well, this bonus round time. All right, we're almost all right. here. Here we go. Let's let's see if you can nail this one. <sighs> I got my fingers crossed for you, man. I'm not gonna lie. I do too. A Utah trucker is accused of kidnapping a 19 year old relative. Uh oh. Mm hmm. Morehead, Minnesota. A truck driver from Utah is accused of holding a 19-year-old relative against her will while the two traveled across the country. Timothy Vafades, Vafades? Must be Greek. How do you get that last? Vafades. Anyway, 53 from Salt Lake City was arrested last week at a truck uh, scale outside of Moorhead, Minnesota. A Minnesota state trooper discovered a Florida warrant. Of course, Florida. Of course, Florida. Why the fuck not? Anyway, oh, Florida. A Florida warrant for the Valfades arrest uh, when he stopped at a way station in Clay County. Valfades also had a problem with his logbook. Upon further investigation, police discovered that the woman traveling with Valfades had a black eye and other injuries. Oh, my. Must have been playing a knockout game. Uh, Melty said, <laughs> did you see the black people who did this? No. Right. <laughs> it just ran away. Yeah, you're missing them. Don't look in the back. Yeah, my officer. <laughs> Uh, Melton said the woman was held captive for seven months. Oh. Wow, seven months. Oh, my God, that's so long. Oh, my God. While she traveled with him, and during that time, he sexually abused her. Oh. Seven months of sweaty trucker sex. Just, oh, nasty. Yeah, not a oh, good man. way. Oh, man, balls are disgusting. Oh. Yeah, she's 19, he's 53. There's nothing good about this dude's balls on her. At all. Yeah. Um, he kept her driver's license and kept her social security card in his own wallet. She wasn't allowed to use public restrooms. She had to go to the bathroom inside the truck <gasps> because that's hot and sexy. Oh, I bet you it smelled like everything. Mm-hmm. Oh. She wasn't allowed to be on her own when they went to truck stops. He kept her basically, for any lack of a better word, a slave. Um, and to which Kanye West said, uh, we are all slaves. Mm-hmm. She was the newest slave. Right. When yeah. She, when she gets out, she's like, that's not true. I was a slave. <laughs> I was a real slave. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you about some fucking slavery, and it's not to fashion brands, okay? Mm-mm. Uh, according to Melton, the victim had tried to renew a relationship with Valfades when she reached out to with him to meet him. They met up, but then he sexually abused her that first night in Salt Lake City, Utah, and continued on from there. You know, yada, yada, yada. Oh. Valfades uh, allegedly made the woman cut her hair and get false teeth because he didn't like the way she looked. So, huh. yeah. nope, Nobody missed her. Where are her parents? I don't know. I mean, I know she's 19, but, but you know, mm-hmm. once you once you get past a certain age, your parents don't hear from you every now and then. Those, seven months, that's a long period of time. Sounds like your child. he must have picked up like a transient yeah. or something, like someone that people wouldn't look for. Uh, like, they don't have a picture of, of her, but I'm assuming she was definitely black because nobody was looking for her. And we all watch the news. Yeah. Um, 
It's definitely serious predatory behavior on the part of Mr. Vafedez, said Mr. Understatement. The woman who was in the truck asked to be taken to a homeless shelter. Yeah, she didn't even have, like, a place to go. Yeah, oh. so he probably kidnapped someone just because no one was looking, would be looking. That's true, too. He was charged with uh, kidnapping, false imprisonment, and domestic abuse. Unconditional bail for the mail was set at $1 million. He remains in jail on Monday. Guess the race of Mr. Timothy Vafetis, uh, 53 years old, of Minnesota. That's a high-ass bail, ain't it? A million dollars? Yeah. Uh, That's what I yeah, thought. I could, I could feel you throwing me off, trying to throw me off with the slavery talk. Mm-hmm. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick, you know, you think, yeah, you hear Utah, you think white, trucker, mm-hmm. gross white. I'm going to say white. I'm going to say mm-hmm. white as as a white thing, as me. I don't <laughs> want to associate myself with this guy. I don't know where I'm going with this. I think but that... White, white is my answer. I think that is the first we ever had someone do a self-reference of on race. That is okay, first that's time. brilliant. White as I am. Okay. All right. Look, I'm not proud of us either. <laughs> this is some bad eggs, so to speak. Uh, Rick James, High Yellow Sun with Tina Marie. Oh. Uh, whenever it's some evil shit, I just automatically guess that it's a white man, says Black Rob. And he puts a shruggy smiley. Oh, that's not good. Meth smoking, tobacco chewing, American from America, says Ashley Classy. Yeah. One of Mitt Romney's sons. One who, one who can play the music from Deliverance on the banjo with their feet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The um, new minority group in 2050. <laughs> uh, uh, Pink Toe. She was trying, he was trying to get her. Wait, he was trying to get his cousin slash sister slash wife to the promised land, Florida. Oh. Yeah, there's no law against this there. It ain't? I, I don't know, Karen. It's a lawless place. Uh, whiter than the <laughs> insane clown posse's fan base. Sounds like epic SVU episode, but white nonetheless. Utah jazz fan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, JL Covan is half black, y'all, and he loves the jazz. Ain't no niggas in Minnesota. That's a twenty-five twenty good buddy ten four. Uh, uh, that trucker talk. Yeah, over and out the ticket. That's him in the chat right now. Is that the truck driver? <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, uh, he should know what's his answer. I think he knows. Yeah, <laughs> he's like it was me. Uh, guy who's <laughs> a guy who John Stockton is his favorite Utah jazz player. A Trevor. And devils. The correct, oh. the correct <laughs> answer, unanimously, everyone got it, is white. white. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Way to make it come back. He way, come, he coming back from behind. Way to salvage that. Um, let's, Thank you. Five thousand points for me. Thank you very much. Yes, yep. you have yep. broke even. Let's <laughs> let's see if you can. Well, no, that's it, Karen. That's oh. all the guest array stories. I just need to cover the last thing, and we can go out get okay. out of here. Sword ratchetness, guys. Okay. Uh, we talk about sword problems here, guys. Swords are a weapon that goes unchecked throughout America and the world. And not enough people are talking about the crime and mayhem that they cause. And we here at the Black Outists have made it our cause to raise awareness so that we can mm-hmm. get some st- sword legislation passed, guys. Yeah, we think they should have the same standards as guns. Adam Kramer, 28, is accused of using a sword in an attempt to get free tacos from a southeast Bexar County Mexican restaurant. Oh, think about that, guys. Tacos. You need to pull a sword out to get free tacos. They give those away all the time on Taco Tuesdays. This man has a sword, and he thinks that's a fucking debit card 
to to hell. He just, just wanted to chop up some burritos. Right. That's how he gets a sale. Cutting coupons, as he likes to call it. Uh, formal, a formal charge of aggravated robbery was filed over him on Friday, according to an arrest affidavit. A waitress at the restaurant uh, identified Kramer as the man who walked into the restaurant Monday, ordered six tacos, and then refused to pay for them. When the waitress told, yeah, the waitress told the sheriffs that that when Kramer was told he had to pay, he began to pull a sword in and out of a six-inch sheath on his waist. The waitress said at one point when the telephone rang, Kramer walked outside, so she quickly locked the doors. The woman said she could hear him outside yelling that if he didn't get free tacos, someone would die. Uh, Kramer eventually got stuck into his truck and got into his truck and drove off. But police arrested him the following day, the affidavit stated. Good. I feel like this guy was his own worst enemy. Like uh, Kramer versus Kramer. That's how I um, but yeah, man, don't don't trust these people. You go into a, a establishment to buy some food, and a motherfuckers in there with a sword. You turn around and you leave, guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this that's cut and dry, man. Um, make sure you guys check out Danny. Um, like I said, I'm a premium member of uh, Keith and the Girl, so I get to hear. And it's worth every dime. That's the show of Danny. Um, you know, no offense to any of the other shows. I would say even if they had that one show alone. It's worth the price of admission. Yes, it is. Um, And then on top of that. The other shows are also great, too. Check those out. I was going to say. It's it's an amazing network. Exactly. Exactly. On top of that, you're getting Mike Kaplan. Yeah. Brother Love. Yep. You're getting him to show. You're getting Keith's show where they interview people. Lauren Hennessy, Michael Fox. Right. It's an amazing roster of it just is. content. It, it's the only thing that I pay for that I feel like I'm stealing. So um, uh, I suggest everybody. Okay, no, nah, no problem, man. You guys are all great, man. Yes, uh, yes. You inspire big, a lot of people. We're big fans of you guys, man, over there and all your work. And i uh, really uh, glad you could do the show, you old son of a bitch. Uh, thanks, so, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem, I'm man. <laughs> I love it. Go check uh, Danny Hatch out on Twitter at Danny Hatch. He's a really good follow. He is. Uh, if you want to laugh at some good jokes and get a preview of his show. Um, <laughs> also, uh, go to DannyHatch.net or mm-hmm. DannyHatchComedy.com. I'll put links in the show notes. And, uh, you know, check out his live uh, his live stand-up. Check out his show, man. See, Yes, if we were closer, we'd definitely go. Yeah, I feel like we're, uh, we're all getting the peek at a person that will... Uh, one day be a, a person where we'll be like, can you believe that motherfucker was on our show one day? You know, like, yes. I feel like. Yes, and you know, you know, got the black guy who tipped bump. Right, yeah. That's after, a real thing. Yeah, we'll see you on Letterman after this, man. So, uh, <laughs> we'll appreciate it. Oh, yeah, um, I gotta go tape, oh, sh- I gotta go tape Letterman. Oh, right. <laughs> go. See you next so, week, man. All right. I'll never be there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, nah, you're gonna make it, trust me. Um, and, uh, everybody, uh, else, uh, we'll see you guys Saturday for the feedback show. If you're a premium member, we'll see you guys Friday for, uh, Balls Deep Sports mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and all the stuff with that music and movie reviews, all that mm-hmm. great stuff. Um, and don't forget, go to Shadow Dog Productions YouTube page and uh, like videos, click on shit, and love them uh, the way that they love us. Uh, so uh, that's it for now. Until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>